Did you know hope is a skill? That means there are better ways to do it, and there's lots of room for us to improve. There's even a science of hope. To me, all science is is a study of stuff God made. But how are you going to study hope without the God of hope? You'll only be studying a very small fraction of the truth, and any conclusions you come up with will be temporary and weak. The Bible teaches that God's children should be marked by hope. Do the people around you think of you as a hopeful person? If not, it's time to look inward, because the world feels like it's getting darker and darker, and the demand for real hope will be increasing faster than Florida real estate. For the sake of your own mental health and the world around us, we got to be better hopers. Let's start the show. Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8.19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. This week in the podcast, I have a repeat guest, one of my very good friends, Andreas, and my very good friends. I call her PA, short for <laughs> Pastor Andrea, because she used to be one of my pastors. But yeah. welcome back, Andrea Garwood, to a Chasing the Pod Chasing the Kingdom podcast. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me. We had such a great conversation last time, and I have been hearing a lot on a certain subject in this season of my life. Uh, I want to say since the year 2000, God has been speaking to me about hope. I had no idea how important hope is until I started getting revelation and started researching and all these different things you know let me start with a story i i i read this article about this one guy who was caught in the concentration camps in um uh i don't know where it was but it was it was during what was it world war ii and and the and the jews were being caught and put in concentration camps and he was saying one of the things that really got me about the story was that he got really good at seeing who was going to survive. Like he would, he could tell who was going to die and who was going to live. And he said the way he did it was he looked in their eye, and if they, if he could see hope in their eyes, they would live. But if the hope was gone, then they died. And I thought that was so powerful. And I guess the backdrop of the pandemic and everything that's happened, politics, all these things, racial tensions, everything that has been going on in the, in the past three years has brought such a big darkness uh, onto the earth. And hope is 
become this currency, right? And to to be able to survive. Um, and as I was researching for this episode, I found out they actually have a a science of hope now. Have you heard of that? I have. I have. Is that that interesting? Hope. There's lots of research surrounding hope and the impact it has on our mental health, on our physical and emotional well-being. Yeah. So, so this isn't this. Is, so science is changing, right? So science now they they um uh, I don't know if you heard this. They uh, the, uh, the the medical doctors, the medical field have now said unforgiveness leads to disease, leads to sickness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so. All these things that we talked about, unforgiveness, hope, all these things, faith, um, that we thought were these kind of like mystical things are now, science is now uh, uh, um, putting its stamp on it that these are real things that we need to think about. And I I even watched this, um, this, this video of this guy, he was a scientist and he stopped being a scientist because of the stuff that they were finding out with quantum physics and that faith was like, and he did, he wasn't Christian or anything and he's still not Christian, but what, what they found out with, with, um, with, with quantum physics is that people were getting healed if they had faith. Like they had a more likely chance to survive a disease if they had faith. And so his, his, his reasoning for leaving was he saying, okay, now that we know this, then everything I've been taught with biology and anatomy is obsolete because it's it 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 doesn't even include that. So I'm here out helping, uh, you know, the human race with very limited information, and so all this stuff that God talks about in the Bible, you know, is now being like the scientists are saying, no, we need to pay attention to this, and there's a science of hope. So what I would love to do, PA, is for this episode, and you know this is totally unscripted, so we get to talk whatever you want. But I definitely want to cover the one, the importance of hope, two, the practicality of hope, because it's a very practical thing, and number three, the responsibility we have in hope. Mm-hmm. So let's start there. The importance of hope. What are the things that you've learned about hope in your field? Is you have to talk about people who are struggling to have hope. Yes. Well, I I love this topic. Um, um, I have dual purpose, right? In my life that I'm called spiritually, like to be a pastor, right? To help people um, who don't have hope. And in my actual work that I get paid to do, I am a mental health provider, so most people who come to me have very little or no hope. I get people that are sometimes suicidal. This week, I had several folks that I ended up not having a lunch break because of the hopelessness they felt and needed to plug them in or to stay longer to be able to help that person find some hope. So I am fortunate to to be a part of God's hand extended um, not just in church, but also in the work that I do every day. So um, 
what I do, um, as you said, the importance of hope. Well, let's talk about what hope is, right? Hope is the belief that our future will be better than the present and that you have the ability to make it happen, right? So a lot of times people get hopeless because they can't see beyond the circumstance. They, they cannot see beyond what they feel or what they see or what they expect, right? They don't expect because so many bad things have happened. So I don't expect that any good things are going to happen from here moving forward. And so it, it, hope has to do with optimism. So it's important to have hope because it helps us expect something other than what we have. And oftentimes what we have is uh, something that feels heavy, feels awful internally, or it's very painful. We were sharing a little bit about um, sometimes even in families, we see that, right? And where you may have loved ones that may be in that space and it's difficult because they have reasons, right? We all um, experience trials and um, difficulties, but um, part of what the what I lean on is the scripture, right? It's the scriptures that encourages and builds me. And so um, as we're talking about hope and it needing optimism, we also need motivation, right? When we're talking about hope, we, we have to be motivated to move from where we're at to go to somewhere else and, and, and having a strategy to be able to get there. So sounds like we're going to cover all of that. But yeah. um, as we define hope, you know, there are theories of hope basically in science that um, there are researchers that have looked at. We know that um, hope affects our physical, it affects our emotional and so uh, I think it's a significantly important um, gift, tool, coping skill, whatever you want to call it, all of the above, that if we engage in, um, in, in that we can be healthy and better than where we are. I love that you said that skill of hope. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hope is a skill. It's not only... Um, so the Bible says that one of the things a Christian, and I'm paraphrasing here, mm -hmm. one of the things a Christian, Christian should be known for is hope. And, and this is, this is a, this is a, a, a temperature check for us, right? Ask yourself if the people around you would use hope to describe you, because if they wouldn't adjustment needs to happen if you're a Christian because God himself said oh he was he's a God of hope and that Christians should should uh, his children should be signify hope right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. the Bible says that there's faith hope and love and the greatest the greatest of these is love right so we we actually we actually need hope to it, it's part I believe of our inheritance. Once okay. we become a son or daughter, it, our inheritance is hope. And we have this living hope. The Bible says we have a living hope. So it's not just regular hope. Like the scientists that are now, you know, doing science of hope, they don't have the living hope. We have the living hope. And I was trying to give kind of like a picture analogy because I like doing that for myself. That's the way my brain works. I like, okay, how this would this look in a picture? And I was thinking... Hope would be like a canvas and faith would be like a paintbrush because I don't believe 
that you could use your faith if you don't have hope. Hope is like the gives you the ability to use your faith because if you don't see the big picture, you won't be able to be present and and effectively and create, right? So the bigger your hope, the bigger canvas you have. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be able to make bigger pictures, you know? And so that's kind of like how I envision how hope and faith work. Because they work together, right? Yeah. Yes, I agree. I, I don't think you can, as you said, I don't think you can really have faith unless you have hope. But then faith gives you hope as well. Right. Right. So it takes, if we have faith in God, that is the hope when we have no, we can't see anything else, right? If we, right. if we're able to be in a situation for me, that's where my hope comes from. It comes from him, the Holy Spirit in me that says, you know, even if it, this world, I have, I am totally in despair. My hope is that when I leave this, right, I will be with him and live everlastingly with him in paradise. So even if I, the fact that I have faith, as as you said, as a Christian, we should look like it because we don't mourn as other people mourn without hope. That's what the scripture said. We mourn with. So even though we may have lost loved ones, we may have lost things, businesses, money, whatever the things may be. The next thing is that we may we may have lost that, but is in Christ. And so for me. They must go hand in hand. They cannot be separated. Right. Let me um let me give a scripture here. Uh Hebrews ten twenty three says, So now we must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Amen. I have another one here, Romans fifteen thirteen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I found this scripture interesting because it says here, like, if you want to increase in hope, then you need to pray that God fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Amen. Amen. So that there, there's a direct correlation to increasing hope with how much you're uh, being filled with joy and peace and believing. Amen. 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 And and we that's what we need to pray for, right? We it's praying and believing. So there's active action that must occur in order to be able to move out of it, right? And so. Sometimes we think hope is this, so I just know, but there's activity, there's action behind that, right? It's believe and also acting, right? Asking for to be filled. So I think uh, sometimes we, oh, well, things work out and we don't do anything to right. help it out, but there needs to be activity, action behind that. So that that is that is the worldly hope. When, yeah. when, when you say, man, I hope this happens. I sure hope this, man, I hope that you, that you make it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a live hope. It's the God kind of hope is different. It's like you said, there's action is. Yeah. Uh, so let me go here. Now it's a skill. It's a skill yeah. to hope. 
you know, what are things in your your experience that one help someone become better at increasing hope? And then maybe we could we could talk about what are things that we do to kill our hope? Because I believe we a lot of people are killing our hope, their their own hope. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I um one of the things we talk to people is not ruminating on the negative, on the loss or the things that are no longer here. So instead, whatsoever things are lovely, good, think on these things with everything of pure. So oftentimes people people who become hopeless get depressed. So just because you don't have hope doesn't mean you have to get depressed. But when we ruminate on these things that create the hopelessness, we it will lead us to a clinical diagnosis, right? To be depressed. And so if our minds are um, constantly focusing on the things that are not lovely, the things that are not pure, the hurtful, the painful, what we don't have, then we 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 are more prone to be be led towards depression or hopelessness and feelings of worthlessness, right? And so one of the things I, I encourage folks is to be mindful of what goes, what be, be intentional about what goes, what you allow to go through your mind, what you allow to stay in your mind. Because sometimes we don't put, we don't know how it gets there. It is just there. But what do we allow to stay in our mind? So things that increase your hope is to think about the positive. Think about the things that are going well. Be be mindful of looking at what you're grateful for every day. So if you wake up, thank you, God, that I have breath in my body, that I have a roof over my head that I have provided for. So being mindful about what 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 those things are and those people are who are in your lives. I thank God for friends like you and Andrea. I I pray all the time that God will share with me, you know, people that are kind and lovely and are positive because I've had the other. And I really don't want that in my life. I want people that helps me be hopeful and I can, we together can share hope with others. And I truly believe that is the mark of a Christian. And if we want to be Christ-like, we should be able to spread that all around, right? And so I do believe that, that things that increase our hope is having a positive mindset, being flexible and being creative. Um, sometimes we think flexible and creative. If we are so stuck in being one way that we can't see someone else's perspective, it's going to keep us um, having less intimate relationships, right? It's going to keep us stuck. And so our, our relationships are going to be less intimate. We're probably going to have less close relationships because people may not want to be around us because if all, always we want our way and not want. So being flexible is important, I think. And understanding that even though this is not going the way that I want it to be. So for instance, you may get laid off a job and that you had seen yourself being in that job till retirement. Okay, so this is a tough thing, but I know that the same skills I've used in this job, I can take somewhere else and be successful there as well. So when you're, you're talking about being flexible, that's important. Being creative, understanding that God, to me, that's a gift. I, I I used to say I'm not creative because I cannot draw pictures <laughs> and uh, make a beautiful art. But then creativity comes in how you think about things as well and how you function 
um, in life as far as how well you put on your body. And it's just many different ways that we can be creative. It's not just about creating art or something that looks artistic, but being creative in how you approach life, how you approach problems. So when you say, um, if I believe that every problem will always happen, you notice the words I'm saying, every problem will continue to happen throughout my entire life, all these absolutes, then how I think will affect my hope because I will not be hopeful. Instead, I will be hopeless because I don't see a future. If I am hopeful, I will say, well, this is a issue that just happened, but I believe tomorrow will be different. I believe tomorrow I can have something different. I can see light. I can have more. I can redo what I just did to be successful and and somehow I lost it, I could probably recreate it. Lots of rich, rich people go bankrupt, but in a couple of years, they're back up again. So being creative in your mindset and understanding that it's not just one way. Um, another thing that I encourage is, is that people expect roadblocks. So if, if I think that life should always be smooth, right? Life should always be... Uh, no problems, man. Like, you know, we do in Jamaica, we are advertised. No problem, man. No problem, man. Problem, man. So if that, it is true when you're on vacation, right? You're probably not going to have any problems because you really don't have any responsibility or anything. But in life, there will be problems. There will be obstacles. There will be roadblocks. There will be disappointments. Every single human being will experience them. And if we approach life in that way when they come, Understanding that there's nothing, no, no, um, um, I, the scripture's um, escaping me now, but it talks about there's no problem that is not known to mankind, that ev there's nothing new. I can't think of the scripture now, but the, every problem we experience, every human will experience, right? So, things, so I think it's, it says, because it, I had a friend tell it to me yesterday, uh, do not think it's strange when various trials happen to you because no no challenge is diff, uh, different than what other people are experiencing yeah exactly so when you think oh my gosh this is just happening to me i am the only person that ever got in a car accident and totaled my car it is not true it's a lie that we believe so if we expect roadblocks wow this is an accident. I've gone 10 years without an accident, and this is my first. How we approach difficulties, how we see the roadblocks or the difficulties in our life affects how we experience hope. So if we expect this is just, oh, my car um, um, isn't starting. It is terrible, but it's not the end of the world. So let's see what we can do to get that taken care of. And so when we expect it, we we then see more solutions than we do anything else. So I think um, just, just a few, John, I, I don't know um, how much you want me to go on about that, but that's, that's, a, that that's, with. that's a lot. And I love how practical that is because right now the world is just feels hopeless. I know a lot of friends who are just in situations where um, they feel like giving up. You know, and I imagine there's so many people out there that feel like giving up, but especially because I feel like spiritually the churches is, is in a transition 
And transition is one of the most difficult things to go through. Uh, It's just, it exposes a lot of things. There's a lot of hardships and, and it feels like it could go forever. Right. And so that's why we need to, 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 to increase in our hope. I, I love how you said ruminating. I honestly believe that ruminating is one of the biggest tools the enemy uses to kill your hope. Um, it is so, so tempting. So, so tempting to ruminate. I, yeah. I've struggled with it um, and continue to struggle with it in certain things. But like, and all you need is an excuse to think of something bad. And that thing will spiral. It's like TikTok. Like you watch one video and then another video and then another video. And then before you know it, you don't, you don't realize like no one intentionally ruminates. No one says, hey, I'm going to ruminate on bad things today. No, it just kind of like it happens. And once you get into that flow, you don't even know you're doing it. Exactly. exactly. What, one of my favorite speakers, his name is Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. And he is always saying that ruminating is such a senseless thing. And he even put a challenge out there. Like I was reading his book, um, one of his latest books, and he was saying, I, I just want to put a challenge out there because I'm trying to understand. I don't know why y'all do it, but tell me what is the value in dwelling and ruminating because I just don't see it because I see a lot of you do it and it stops you. I believe it's stopping you. Uh, so tell me why you do it. He He has... He has this like superpower of positive thinking. He's always talking about positive thinking and all that stuff. And this this guy's not even saved. And he's he's better at hope than a lot of us Christians. I'm like, this guy's good at hope, you know? Yeah. But like, you know, also like you mentioned, like hanging around people. I think that is a big thing. Is are you hanging around people who have a living hope? And I'm not talking about people who are religious. I'm not talking about people who even know their scripture. I'm just talking, is their life like lit up? You know, are they the type of people that when you look at them, you go, wow, they're full of hope. Yes, yes, yes. If not, then you need to make some adjustments with there as well. Exactly. And our parents used to tell us that, right, John, that be careful who you hang around because it's going to rub off somehow. You're going to wake up with fleas. They say, you you lay down with dogs, you get up with fleas. It's just right, basically, if you, if you are constantly bombarding your ears, your eyes, your spirit, whether that's with people or music or media, whatever, with things that are negative, that things or people that are focused on 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 health instead of health and positivity, then that you're going to start to drag it. You're wondering, why am I dragging, Right. And it's really, truly becomes a, um, for me, a repellent. I want to be, and I pray for that. And I ask the Lord to help me to stay in that pain. Because when I um, have hung around people like that, I realized I began to change who I am. And I feel like God made me this happy person, um, this light. What I, I have a friend that says, you need to smile every time I see you. Because there is such light that comes out when you smile. And she's a new friend of maybe three to four years. But I love that. 
because it's a reminder to me. I need to use what God gave me, right? He gave me a smile to lighten up, not just the myself, but to lighten this world. And one of the things she misses is if I'm with her and I didn't smile, she's like, no, you have to share that. Because uh, and she is a person that has sadness in her life. She's lost a son. And, um, and I remember that, you know, each time when I am with her to smile with her, because here, I'm not even thinking about anything, but that, and but but what if it was grumpiness that I brought? Yeah, she wouldn't feel that too. So who we are hanging out with, who we allow in our space, in our hearts, in our minds, and the things that we put in, very much affects our hope as well. You know, we, I tested <laughs> right. I used to get so frustrated when my mom would tell me you know, be careful who you hang out with. I thought it was the lamest form of advice. And I always thought it was like my mom was just, what's the word, um, ignorant to yeah. uh, different types of people. And and she just didn't want me to hang around people who weren't the same or think thought the sa same as me. But like, now that I'm older, I'm like, oh my gosh, she was so right. Because the people you're hanging around are determining the types of jobs you're getting. They're determining the amount of money that you're making. They're uh, they're uh, determining your emotional health. They're determining your growth in God. You know, and because like the really the God created us to impart to one another and to learn from one another and to mm -hmm. use others' gifts. And so when you are hanging out with someone and talking, that's actually what's happening. That's, you know, and so good or bad, that's what's happening. Now, I thought it was interesting that you were, you said about creating. I really believe in these past three years, I had seen the importance of creating, having some outlet to create is so important for mental health. It's so important for hope. Um, yeah. Because when you know God is a creator, He created us in His image. We actually are create uh, were created to create. And something is when when you make stuff, whether that be woodwork, whether that be painting, poetry. Yeah. For me, uh, I did improv um, recently to a um, a stand up comedy workshop. Um, you know, uh, whether it be music or whatever something happens spiritually and with your soul, right? Yes, I agree. And and you you just named a few diverse ways, right, of being creative. But it could be singing. It could be watching a video and learning something new, cooking something different than your traditional rice and meat. You might go do something Italian or whatever that creativity is. I think just learning something new and experiencing something new brings joy to our soul, brings happiness to our soul. And so, and whatever the creativity is for each person can look differently, but it, what, what it does for us is what's important. Right. Because, go ahead. I'm sorry. I said, if that, it brings happiness. Right. Because what you're doing when you create is I really believe your soul and your spirit become alive and it knows there is room for growth. There yeah. is 
something in the future good that could happen. And, and I have an ability to influence that. And, and so that oh, this hope starts happening, right? Because you're creating something new that wasn't there. You're creating something new that, that influences the world somehow, you know, and that, that, that wakes up our spirits. I really believe that. Let me read the scripture by in Hebrews six. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time, an unshakable hope. We have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat which sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold and where Jesus, our forerunner, has gone in before us. And so this is why hope is so important because the world will shake your soul. The world will, 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 will tell you that there is no stability. The world will tell you that you could lose everything. But God gave us this hope, which is unshakable, and it actually anchors our, our soul. It says here, to God himself, where he is telling you there is a future. It isn't the end for you. You could still create things. You could still do things. Your relationships, it's possibly it could it possible it could get restored. Um, there is a possibility. There is a possibility that there are better relationships coming to you. There's always something better that could be coming along. And that is the hope that we inherit when we become children of God. Amen. Amen. And one of my favorite scriptures that I've got early on in the faith is Jeremiah 29, 11, where I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, uh, plan for welfare and not for evil, um, to give you a hope and a, a future. And for me, it's that, right? That it, it's no matter what now, there is going to be something better. There is going to be, whether it's in this earth, but I actually believe we're to experience that here, not just when we go to heaven. It's that we have that hope and and it's and there is a future. Right now, it may look pessimistic. It may look like it will never happen, but there is a hope, that plan that he has for me for a hope and a future. And that just is my joy. I repeat that over and over and over again. And and I can tell you, it's been a scripture I've probably since my early 20s. It's 30-something years that I have held on to that. And I think sometimes when 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 um we are prone to, when so much is happening in this world especially right now with wars with rumors of wars with you know covid um governments um plotting christians against christians and all kinds of things just because of ideology and things that may be different and i truly believe that that's part of the the, the enemy's plan is to discourage us so that we we do not hope. We do not think that there's going to be a, a, a positive 
future for us or something that's wonderful around the corner that's going to happen. And if we all sit in that, what I call depression, right, because that's really what it is, then we don't experience the fullness and the fullness of God's joy and love for us. And I truly believe when we co-sign, when we, when we sit with what the enemy puts into us and says, oh, you know, yeah, things are tough. It's going to be ugly. Yeah. I'm not saying none of these things will happen, John. I am saying I choose to believe that there is a hope and a future for me, right? And God has a plan that looks good and is positive. And I'm a part of a future that um, I'm going to be proud, you know, when, 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 the, when, when uh, the God of heaven says it's time to come home. I will. I, I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, because I didn't believe the lie. Instead, I believe that people want to 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 turn around from their wicked ways. So I will. Te- I, I will help share the gospel. I'll let my life be the, the 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 gospel that people see, and my interactions with them will say, "Hey, there's something different about this woman. What is it? Let me ask her. What is it?" And I can then share my faith. Uh, uh, how I treat other people will be different. You know, that um, when I hear that people are repelled from the church because of maltreatment, that's the opposite of what Jesus showed. So I want to be that one that spreads hope, that walk in hope, and, 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 and expect what God says, that he has a plan for me, a hope and a future. Hey, I hope you like the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace. Peace.